Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What is President's Day? Is that the thing that, because we used to recognize Washington's birthday, then Lincoln's birthday, and they decided to make a national holiday and just call it President's Day. Well, I think they wanted to add ML King Day or some other holiday, and so they thought, well, that's too many, so let's just combine Washington and Lincoln into one. All right. Which watered it down to be a nothing. I mean, it's President's Day is a nothing. Oh, no. Uh, no. It's like Columbus Day or anything else. It's just Labor Day. It doesn't mean anything. It's a three-day weekend. Yeah, as opposed to back in the day when people would learn about George Washington, some of it fanciful, probably, you know, or Lincoln. That's eh, what are you going to do? I'm big on cherry trees and wooden teeth myself. Good stuff, because that's really the core of who George Washington was and what he meant to the country. <laughs> right. uh, so uh, I should be pleased. We should be pleased. Um, I think there's progress being made on something that's driven us berserk through the years. This all relates back to the discussion of the uh, last several days where we were talking about the CDC's report on uh, young Americans, particularly young girls, and their astounding levels of loneliness, suicidal uh, tendencies, depression, um, anxiety, um, and it extends to boys, too, just not quite as severely. And and one of the aspects of this that we talked about is that we we now have this obsession with safety in this country. Helicopter parents, snowplow parents... 
the very idea of sending your kid out and telling him be home for dinner and not knowing where he or she is going or what they're going to be doing exactly, um, it, that's practically vanished from the scene. And it was not very long ago at all that most, if not all of us, grew up that way. And so, you know, I, we have been calling for much more free-range, you know, childhoods, free-range parenting, whatever they call it. Um, Let your kids explore. Let them make mistakes. Let them get lost. Let them get injured. It is. I'm not talking about stumbling into a wood chipper. I'm talking about let them play a rough game. It is weird that... A group of people who grow up with, uh, you know, you leave in the morning and come back at some point later in the day, and your parents don't really don't know where you are or are really thinking about it much, and everything is fine. Grow up to raise their kids in such a way because I've done this way more than I would have guessed, and so do uh, a lot of other people I know. Um, grow up in such a way where the very way we grew up seems unthinkable. That's yeah. weird. What what yeah. happened there? Yeah. Well, and it's not like we grew up under a communist regime and we were members of the Red Guard and we beat our teachers and dragged them into the street or anything like that. No, we ran around and played baseball. Um, But that's unthinkable. Or whatever. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, you know, that's been one of our several jihads on this show. Um, And and then it it came out recently. Oh, I think it was uh, something Jonathan Haidt was writing. The fabulous uh, psychologist. I think he is an, an author. Um and one of my intellectual heroes. But he was saying one of the reasons that kids have so many uh, mental issues is that they are so unused to risk, they're unused to the tension of uh, new experiences, uncertainty, making up their own rules, enforcing their own rules in games, just spontaneous play, and getting lost and finding their way back again. I Somebody said, and I wish I could remember who, that you can't possibly become mature as a kid until you've gotten lost and found your way back twice that is such an important life skill not just literally it's like what are you talking about the ability to read maps or what no it's it's a life skill to realize okay i'm i'm lost i'm not sure what to do or where to go i'm going to stay calm i'm going to puzzle this out this is that's one of the great life skills so that realizing in the kmart i didn't know where my mom was and being terrified briefly uh, while unpleasant at the time, was is was necessary. Oh, yeah, I would say it, it just critically necessary. I'm surrounded by lingerie. This is not the toy department. I have no idea where I am in this Kmart. Yeah, yeah, indeed. What do I do? What do I do? Anyway, uh, so this we, all leads We got uh, confronted by a flasher once. Have I ever told that story? I'll have to tell that story. I think you have, a, yeah. I think it was at a Kmart. Yeah, I'll tell that story later, maybe. Oh, it's a bit off topic, but... Uh... Yes, I'd like to hear it. Well, it's going to reinforce the idea of don't let your kids walk around the store on their own. But Well, yeah, I'm tempted to go off on a tangent on a tangent, but I don't want to. Uh, Michelle sent this along. Uh, Michelle is a native Californian writing in from Germany and, uh, and sent us a link to an article in Reason, which blew my mind. I am happy. I have hope. And you know how much I dislike hope, Jack, because you can only be disappointed if you have hope. <laughs> Here's your headline. German insurance companies are demanding perilous playgrounds so that kids can learn about risk. 
This is fantastic progress in understanding childhood as the right time for children to learn, to recognize, and mitigate risk. That's a quote from a guy we'll get to in a second. But Germany is adding risks to its playground. Some of the structures are now three stories high. And who's leading this charge? Insurance companies. They want, to, they want kids to grow up risk competent. Ironically, safety culture is stunting kids' risk assessing abilities, according to the studies they've done. Now, Jeever Tully, who wrote a book, um, he's the founder of the San Francisco Brightworks School, but he's the author of a book called 50 Dangerous Things You Should Let Your Children Do. But anyway, uh, the idea for letting kids develop some basic climbing competency has grown in popularity in Germany. An influential 2004 study found that, quote, children who had improved their motor skills in playgrounds at an early age were less likely to suffer accidents as they got older. That's fascinating. Let the kids run around and play and fall, and they'll be much less prone to bigger injuries later. Okay, so that's what what I was going to ask about the insurance companies leading the way. Is it because they care about the community, or is it because they actually think it would save them money in the long run? So it's the latter there? They think people are are more careful, and there'll be less accidents and claims. Interesting. Well, not just more careful, but more adept. Yeah, that's careful is not the right word. It doesn't make you more cautious. It just makes you better at yeah, they, assessing it, risk, what's risky and what's not. Right. And and significantly, because that's absolutely true, but that's just half of it. Also, you just get better at moving through the world without sustaining an injury. Anyway, moving along. I want to uh, see the list of 50 things you should let your kids do. Wrestle Wolverine. <laughs> Uh, With young people spending an increasing amount of time in their own home, the Umbrella Association of Statutory Accident Insurers in Germany last year called for... Oh, that's just... uh, uh, So this is uh, uh, music music to actuaries' ears and also parents. Um, And they quote uh, another American who moved to Germany. A few years ago, when her daughter was in elementary school, uh, the school replaced the standard playground equipment with four long, thick trees with the branches removed, all interconnect, uh, interconnected with wide ropes and wobbly bridges made of rubber. The whole thing was maybe six foot tall at the tallest point, but the trees had been polished to you know, remove the, the splinters, um, and so they were slippery. Sure enough, the first week they were installed, quote, a girl fell off and broke her arm. As an American, I nervously anticipated the outrage that would surely follow. My heart was in my throat as I eavesdropped on the other parents at pickup the following day. What did I hear? Children need to learn their limitations. There were no lawsuits or calls to tear down the equipment. None. Mm. To- which leads us to another issue. So that's a little of we get the society we deserve then. If we allow our society to be perverted by uh, lawyers. Yeah, I've got an angle on that when we're done with this that I ran into this past weekend. But yeah, the the schools will tell you, look, we think it's stupid, too, that we can't let the kids run if it rained the day before because the grass might be slippery. But we'll lose our insurance policy if we do. Or towns that have signs up in the playground, no running. Can you imagine anything more obscene? than a children's playground with a sign that says no running. I can imagine some pretty obscene things. Would you like but to list they, them? Are they ultimately? You with your witticisms about wolverines? It's This is a serious topic. Let's see, where was I? Oh, um, so uh, says Tom Gill, author of Urban Playgrounds, How Child... Friendly planning and design can save cities, quote, even international safety standards organizations, so often the fun police when it comes to playgrounds, are coming around to a more balanced pro-risk view. 
Uh, New York City, they give an example of one of these playgrounds that's incredibly popular. And it stands by its credo, no parents allowed. Um, but listen to this. Unfortunately, that runs smack into our culture's habit of underestimating kids, overestimating danger, and hiring trial lawyers. In 2019, a family sued Howell Township, New Jersey, when their daughter fell off a slide and broke her arm. They gave them $170,000. Well, and the... And their the, lawyer had argued that the slide's slope was too steep. It was 35 degrees rather than 30. And we've learned this phenomenon in, in recent years, which really troubles me. That troubles me. But then the you're not the kind of person that would sue. I wouldn't sue. I would never sue because my kid fell off of a, a slide. But if I take my kid to the doctor and the insurance company finds out how the kid fell off, and they think we don't have to pay for this. We're not going to pay for the broken arm. We can make the school pay for the broken arm. So sure. they sue we'll on sue your them. behalf. Right. And that happens, That which is horrible. Just horrifying. Yeah. Perhaps out of fear of just that sort of thing, uh, they mentioned one school district in particular just got rid of all of its swings, arguing that, quote, swings have been determined to be the most unsafe of all playground equipment. Oh, my God. But no swings, swings, Jack. Swings are the most dangerous because all the merry-go-rounds and seesaws and monkey bars have already been um, gotten rid of. Excellent Freakonomics point right there. So... Every time you take away one of the the most dangerous piece of playground equipment, then it's like being the world's oldest person. <laughs> when they die, there's a new one. So every time you take away the most dangerous piece, the next one in line is the most dangerous piece statistically. So you can make the argument, this is the most dangerous piece of the, until you get down to, I don't know what, a bench. This is the most dangerous thing at the playground. Eh, better to sit on the ground. You might fall off a bench and uh, break right. your arm. So I like this uh, conclusion. Um. Thus does American childhood remain, for the most part, a mulch chip, no-slip, primary colored plastic safe space. Or as a German insurance exec might put it, a risk-ignorance breeding ground. Ooh, that's really good. Is there hope that the insurance companies, driven by greed, not fair, maybe profit, whatever, um, uh, will, will force us to do the right thing? Yeah, that awesome. would be galling, even as it would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not sure whether to rejoice or weep. Or drink. Uh, after last night, I think I may take a day off of that. But <laughs> I couldn't help it. A party broke out. Exactly. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to be the guy that says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's knock down the fun here. It's a Thursday evening. Not only that, but now leave my house. <laughs> No! Let the good times roll, huh? And roll they did! Uh, we have much more on the way, and you can always text us on these topics. 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The U.S. Navy is now packing up its recovery operations off the coast of South Carolina after the U.S. military managed to retrieve the bulk of the Chinese spy ship payload, about 30 feet wide from the ocean floor last Friday, which is now being examined by the intelligence community. Cool. Well, they got some of that stuff off of the ocean floor, which was only 47 feet deep there. And uh, now they're going to take a look at it and we'll figure out what it was. But is there anybody saying the president shouldn't have shot down that balloon? That's why it was interesting to me. I was watching the ABC report on it, I think, where uh, I think it was Martha Radich said the president not apologizing for shooting down that balloon. No, 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 no. Nobody's nobody's challenging that. Everybody's challenging. Why did you let it cross the country before you shot it down? So I thought, yeah, I'm not aware of a single voice asking the question that she seemed to be answering or vice versa. Prominent Martha. Nobody, nobody thinks he should apologize. But like Xi Jinping, prominent Democrats are saying some of them are saying you should have shot it down earlier. So yesterday, Biden made his first comments on it. And as as it has been every step of the way on this story, more confusing rather than less confusing as you get more information. It's really, really weird. A couple of quick things here. Uh, maybe I'll read from this later, the a Washington Examiner opinion piece. The problem is media-driven panic, reflexive bellicosity, and performative overreaction. I would say that is true. That's some good words right there. And then I like this. Ted Cruz uh, responds after Biden allegedly authorized $200 million fighter jet to shoot down a $12 science balloon. Is that what we believe happened? A $200 million jet shot down a $12 science balloon? Well, and what did I hear? Sidewinder missiles cost. Because uh, somebody looked this up. It's either $200,000 or $400,000 each. Mm. Yeah. Well, indeed, Jack, uh, a small globetrotting balloon declared missing in action by an Illinois-based hobbyists club has emerged as a candidate to explain at least one of the three mystery objects shot down by the United States Air Force. The club, the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, (laughs) says the circumstantial evidence is at least intriguing. The 
The club silver-coated party-style Pico Balloon reported its last position February 10 at 38,910 feet off the west coast of Alaska. And a popular forecasting tool through NOAA, the National Atmospheric People, projected that the cylindrically shaped object would be floating high over the central part of the Yukon Territory on February 11th. That's the same day a Lockheed Martin F-22 shot down an unidentified object of a similar description and altitude in the same area, and they're not getting any transmissions from their hobby balloon anymore well okay yeah those sidewinders are 400 grand a piece is that the balloon where we missed with the first shot and took it down with the second one so then that's eight hundred thousand dollars one of them we missed at first i I thought that was the one over like lake huron regardless Uh, so that one uh, cost eight hundred thousand dollars probably also a hobby balloon so these balloons cost from 12 to 180 dollars each depending on the type so given (laughs) The fuel and the rest of it, we spent a half million dollars to shoot down a $50 hobby balloon that was not threatening anyone in any way. Bunch of geeks who are really interested in barometric pressure. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. After, After letting a known Chinese spy drone with equipment the size of several buses, fly clear across the country. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's... I think it explains itself. uh, One thing I I, I do want to correct you on, though, is portraying these people as some sort of geeks. I mean, this hobby combines, according to this article, ham radio and high-altitude ballooning into a single, relatively affordable hobby. (laughs) Geeks, indeed. (laughs) Chicks dig it. Chicks dig it. <laughs> um, we've got more on the way. If you miss an hour of the show, you can grab the podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. 
We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Stories we have to get to, and there are a bunch of them. Fetterman, the senator, uh, checking himself into the hospital for depression. You got dead fish, dead birds, dead worms all over that town in Ohio where the chemical spill was. And a ton of fallout from that AI chatbot story that we got into yesterday. Is that thing alive, and is it out to kill us? Wow, all good stuff. Boy, I'm struck by that uh, fish Birds and worms? That ain't good. No. No. I mean, that's not... You can't say, well, I wouldn't worry about that because, jeez Louise, they're falling out of the sky. They're floating up from the, 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 the water. They're they're dying in the ground. Good Lord. Oh, and did you hear what Pete Buttigieg said yesterday? Man, oh, man, is he not reading the room well? No, what'd he say? Look, the reality is, while this is getting a lot of attention, there are a thousand train derailments every year. It happens a lot. This one's just getting a lot of attention. How often does does it happen where uh, people can't drink the water and they're moving out of their homes because it's unsafe for them and their children? How often do birds fall out of the sky and all the fish are dead? Does that happen a lot or not? Uh, Well, then what the hell are you talking about? Chemicals billowing through the air that were nerve agents in World War One happens all the time. Everybody, uh, horrible situation has gotten a particularly high amount of attention. There are roughly one thousand cases a year of a train derailing. That is just the wrong angle to go with. That's astonishingly dumb. Technocrats are the worst kind of people. They seem like the best kind of people because they're just taking in data. And, you know, crunching numbers and coming up with logic. But they end up like that. Yeah. Food yeah. edge Where they just don't understand. <laughs> That's the fella, sir, right? That is of no comfort whatsoever. Do you not realize that? You think you comforted people with that? Yeah, but how? Well, first of all, that's horrific. And t- second of all, <laughs> how often does this happen? What the hell does that have to do with, with, the, with the fish are dead? Wow. Wow. That's tone deaf. Yeah. So, uh, gosh, golly, if we have a theme around here, a mission statement, we ought to go ahead and draw one up and stick it on the wall so we could begin ignoring it. But um, it, it might be that I think I it should know. be sore with the eagles. <laughs> um, not all changes progress. No, that's too old manish. Maybe it's something more like not all popular ideas are good ideas and have the independence, have the confidence have the spirit to live life the way you think you ought to live it and not always run with the herd because i would suggest that the modern herd is sick in the head and full of bad ideas <laughs> the modern herd yeah yeah a couple of um a couple of semi interrelated stories that are sort of almost on that theme but uh, we, we talked yesterday, I think it was, maybe the day before, about how uh, by uh, massive independent studies, Florida, with its almost at the top of the let's open the businesses, open the schools, let kids run around and play during COVID policies, fared 
just the same in terms of health effects of extremely restrictive California and suffered almost none of the economic devastation. So Florida's approach was much, much, much more successful than California's. Article in the L.A. Times uh, this morning. California's population dropped by 500,000 in two years as the exodus continues. That's The latest numbers are out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Half a million people, and I got to believe a lot of those were on the higher end of paying taxes, too. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see that data because I I think a lot of them were also people who thought, I can't afford this anymore. Yeah. Net migration out of California surpassed that of the next highest state, New York, by 143,000 people. Anyway, that's all to lead up to a story that is small, but I think it has a lot of meaning to it. There's a really, really nice beach community area in the San Diego area, La Jolla specifically, called Wind and Sea. Wonder how they got the name. Anyway, uh, it's uh, you know it's 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 idyllic. I can't afford to live there, um, but it's very pretty. Great beach, great surfing, etc. It's been there forever. The sur- it's legendary among surfers. So in Wind and Sea, there's this uh, well-known uh, a little like platform, and then stairs down to the beach. You, that's I think yeah. The report makes the rest of it clear. Let's start clip uh, uh, Michael. Uh, let's start the clip with Michael 50. Joseph McGoldrick has spent a lifetime watching the sunsets over wind and sea, and the ocean water eats everything. So when the nails poked up, splinters frayed off on the benches, and the steps leading to the beach. I've been looking at it for years. It's been ill repair for quite a while. And I thought about it for a couple of days. I said, how can I do this and make it safe and make it discreet? With Sanders paintbrushes, and without permission, Joseph set out to fix a little corner of his community. The word, that little phrase there, without permission, uh, angers me. The fact that 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 phrase even is part of the story. Without permission. Michael, skip to 52 and 53 back to back. Joseph was surprised no city crews came by, and when finally someone from the city approached him... She came up here and she complimented me. She said, somebody's getting something done, and I thanked her. People do get frustrated, and when they get frustrated, they sometimes uh, take things in their own hands. We also have people painting curbs red where they really shouldn't be red. The Park and Recreation Department that controls our shoreline parks, those stairways, has been very willing to issue uh, permits to for folks to actually go and do the work themselves. Tell us what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. We'll sign off on it, let you do that. All right, that last guy was a councilman. He represents the very thing that we're fighting against. So the uh, what was left out of the... I feel like those are different things. Deciding to paint the curb red because I don't want anybody to park her. <laughs> yeah, that's that's ridiculous. And so, uh, and so what was left out of the edit of that report is that the people in that area had been begging the city and county to do something about the stairway it needs to be fixed it needs to be sanded it needs to be painted for two years they have been asking the government to do something about it finally this guy who's lived there like his whole life says all right to hell with it and painstakingly he spent two days sanding then two full days painting 
all of it at his own at his own expense, did a beautiful job, put it back in shape, and now he's been threatened with fines for daring to do this. This is the sort of double-edged, passive, obedient, listen to the authorities culture that's that's seeped into American life. You can't, we won't do anything about it, and we won't let you do anything about it. And if you do something about it and do a great job at it, we will fine you. And of course, if uh, the uh, officials, the, the official government had done something about it, it also would have cost 50 times more. Right, right. And, and the idea that I get you don't want people like engaging in public works willy nilly. <laughs> You know, people, you know, this deciding this road is not good. I'm going to tear it up and rebuild it. You know, there are limits to this you, sort of thing. What are you doing with that cement mixer, Jack? I'm adding a lane. <laughs> I get that. But the idea that after two <laughs> years of begging, you're supposed to go to the bureaucrats, fill out a bunch of forms, pay them a fee and get a permit to fix it yourself is obscene. I thought it would be great if there were an off-ramp here. It'd be closer to my house. <laughs> I got to go all the way down to three miles down the road to get off. So I'm building this off-ramp. <laughs> oh, that is so frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And it's they talked to a bunch of residents in the area, and they all said the same thing. Thank God it's fixed. He did a beautiful job. Right. But that's not the way... A bureaucrat or a technocrat, like you were talking about a couple minutes ago, sees the world. It's about obedience. It's about following the rules. We will build you a utopia, a utopia of a million rules, and you must follow them all. And it's really slow and really inefficient. Yeah, and expensive. Land of the free, my ass. (laughs) You know, that ought to be... The greatest Armstrong and Getty T-shirt. That used to be a semi-regular slogan around here. Mm-hmm. Hanson, get to work. Now, Jack, a question for you. As we are men of good taste and refinement, are you comfortable with that being on a T-shirt sporting the A&G logo? The word ass? Yes, the word ass. Yes. I think that's more or less acceptable, isn't it, that word? I th- I think it is. I think we're... You know, it's funny, in the world of talk radio, we're, we're a little more randy than, than the average, I suppose. I mean, if that offends you, by the way, we have no intent on a, to offend you, and we're sorry, but, you know, it, it, we're going to talk the way we talk. But um, I think ass is acceptable. Michael, you're, you're a man of high morals and a conservative lifestyle. Yeah. What do you think of, I, I think it's land okay. of free my ass on a T-shirt? Have you ever said that word in public? Uh, maybe twice. Mm. Uh, and I prayed about it afterwards. Mm. <laughs> So. Okay. Um, uh, yes, it's decided then. Okay. I will sport said T-shirt proudly. Um, Make it an XL, uh, Hanson. Otherwise, you know, my moves, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, enough said. My moves, you know. <laughs> um, uh, I'm sorry. This is important. It's a serious topic. Right. And I apologize for distracting. Mentioned a number of stories we need to follow up on, uh, including to kick off Hour 3. Yesterday, that's when we got into that freaking amazing New York Times article about the Microsoft being chatbot, and is it alive, and it fell in love with the 
the the tech writer and all that sort of stuff. Bunch of follow up on that to kick off hour three. If you're into that story, um, if you didn't hear that conversation, get hour three of yesterday's podcast when you look for Armstrong and Getty on demand. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Favorite joke, Michael. I need a joke. I'm in desperate need of a joke. I don't give a damn. They kiss on the ring. Well, listen to this. Uh, Chick-fil-A just opened a break room in New York City where delivery workers can stop for coffee, use the restroom, and charge their phones. Yeah. That story again. Chick-fil-A opened a Starbucks. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. Charge yeah. your phones. I haven't um, had a Chick-fil-A sandwich in a long time. Oh, Today so might be the day. So good. So good. I had one not long ago because I was near a Chick-fil-A that magically did not have the 50-car line in the drive-thru. So I took advantage and got myself a, uh, a sandwich. They're always so packed. Wow, that's like a total eclipse of the sun or a two-headed calf. I mean, it's a one-in-a-million <laughs> shot. A two-headed calf. Even if you're not hungry and you see that, you go yeah, get food. You got to go eat because it never happens. So next hour of the show is going to be a blockbuster. We're going to talk to the fabulous Gordon Chang about the uh, Chinese spy craft and uh, that whole controversy. And <clears throat> he's always up on uh, 
on you know Chinese intelligence gathering and that sort of thing um, more than most certainly mainstream media people are, um, and also the uh, continuing fall back fallout uh, reaction to that bizarro chatbot story we talked about from the New York Times. We'll be sharing that with you next hour. This has gone practically unnoticed. The Washington Examiner has done a big three-part series that is so interesting um, and so significant, it shocks me that it's not getting more attention. And, you know, as so many things are these days, I guess it's just a story about media bias. But the... The title of this whole series is Disinformation, Inc., and left-wing think tanks and groups uh, like uh, George Soros Outfit and all are funding these quote-unquote disinformation tracking organizations. And what they do functionally is they figure out who's spreading politics they don't like, and then they go after the advertisers and try to blacklist these organizations, try to kill their advertising revenue. Um, and it's just, it's amazing. Influential left-wing left groups have granted millions of dollars to disinformation monitors that have been trying to defund conservative media outlets through secret blacklists, according to records. The Global Disinformation Index, which is a State Department-backed entity, has been feeding conservative website blacklists to advertising companies with the intent of shutting down disfavored speech, according to multiple Washington Examiner reports. Um, and we're talking millions of dollars. I'm looking at the clock. We do not have a ton of time, <clears throat> so I'll skip ahead. Um, Mike Benz, the State Department's ex-deputy assistant for internal communication and information policy, told the examiner, quote, the reason it is such a scandal for these big philanthropy foundations to be funding domestic censorship is because they aren't just big philanthropy foundations. These same foundations fund this organization to censor domestic opinions at home. They all work closely with the U.S. State Department, the U.S. Agency for International Development, etc., etc. Um the exclusion list contained at least 2,000 websites it deems as disinformation peddlers. And again, the point of this is to frighten people from advertising in or on the American Spectator, Newsmax, The Federalist, The American Conservative, One American News, <clears throat> The Blaze, The Daily Wire, Real Clear Politics, really? Reason.com. And the New York Post and the State Department has granted hundreds of thousands of dollars to these people. That's a pretty interesting story. I'd say it is. Then you got the story about the FBI working hand in hand with social media to make sure disinformation doesn't get out on those platforms. Disinformation like Hunter Biden is running an influence peddling uh, uh, operation. This this is the sort of thing, and I wonder if Matt Taibbi's on this at all. This is the sort of thing that for my entire life, the left two-thirds of American politics would be going crazy over. Shadowy government agencies that are trying to censor. It's unbelievable. It's just being ignored. So, uh, as Joe said, we're going to have a blockbuster third hour because there's a whole bunch of follow-up on Microsoft's chatbot and a conversation the New York Times tech writer had with it and where it seemed like the chatbot fell in love with him and tried to get him to leave his wife, among other things. But a bunch of follow-up on that 
um, with a number of different angles. We're going to talk to Gordon Chang because came across uh, his Twitter feed the other day and how he's convinced that China was laying the groundwork for if they ever have to have a first strike or second strike nuclear attack on the United States. That's why they had the balloon flying over the country. So we'll talk to him a little bit about that. Wow. Wow. I am going to uh, the great state of Kansas today to meet my dad and brothers, and we're going to a basketball game tomorrow. It's part of a birthday present for my dad's 85th birthday. Holy cow, that's cool. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, uh, my dad and brothers especially, are giant Kansas basketball fans, and uh, it's the Kansas is ranked number five, going to play Baylor ranked number eight. And oh. It'll be festive, and it's a nationally televised game, and it'll be very exciting. In the what, at least at one time, I don't know if it still is, was the, I know last year it was the loudest arena in America. So that'll be exciting. If you know, you like really high volumes. Uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, I'm not really watching the NBA at all anymore, but I'm still watching college basketball, even though it's not as good as it used to be because, you know, you got your one and done kids sure. or your the stars have so many ways to get into the NBA now. They'll go to a developmental league or whatever. Um, but there's something about the enthusiasm. Oh, and yeah. How everybody plays so damn hard. It's yeah. just irresistible. To yeah. Me. And the crowds. Because they're the you know a lot of students and that sort of stuff. I remember when I used to transition from college basketball to the NBA, and it was always like such a letdown. The crowd was so quieter. the The players they were like kind of ho hum. Yeah, you know it's funny. I watched the University of Illinois mostly, my alma mater, um, and uh, and I watched the games. It's in the middle of the winter, Central Illinois, and they go to the crowd shots, and the kids are screaming with great enthusiasm. And all I keep thinking is, my God, they're pale. They're what? So pa- they're pale. They're so pale in the wintertime. <laughs> Everybody is doughy and pale. <laughs> hey, if you miss an hour of this show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.